Good morning, grace and peace. We love this pastor, Ziza Morrison. Thank you so much for joining us this morning for our Zion Travel's prayer and impartation call. This is the day that the Lord has made, and so we're going to rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you all so much for making the decision to wake up and to pray to be on your prayer post and to be on your prayer assignments this morning. We are focusing this morning on... on the book of Ezra here in the book of Ezra. We're just going to get right into it this morning. Um, uh, go with me to Ezra, Ezra chapter number 8. Uh, for those of you that were with us last night, um, we tried to start this, but really just felt, really just felt led to All right, I'm sorry, beloved. My phone dropped off. I don't know what what just happened there, but uh, the line just dropped. So uh, I hope you all are still. I hope you all are still with me. Uh, but my, the, I don't know what happened. My phone just hung up. I think the line clicked me off. I hope I don't. Normally, when that happens, it kind of continuously happens. So uh, if it does happen a, a couple more times, we'll just disconnect the call for today. Um, that's happened before. And, when it happens, there's something going on with the conference call line where it's dropping me off. So we'll hope that that's not the issue. Um, before we go to Ezra, we're going to Ezra chapter number eight. Before we do that, um, once again, I just want to say thank you uh, to those of you who um, sent us congratulatory messages on yesterday um, for our the announcement that we made. Uh, I'm not sure if everyone heard the announcement I did share with you all that um, we would be making an announcement on yesterday. So uh, we announced that uh, the Lord has released us and my pastor, my spiritual covering, my father uh, has released us to uh, start a kingdom mission in uh, the Washington, D.C. area, uh, Hope Center. Uh, House of Prayer and Evangelism is what HOPE stands for, House of Prayer and Evangelism Center. Um, so we'll be starting, uh, I, didn't go, I didn't go into details, but I'll, I'll tell you all, uh, we'll be starting in uh, April, we'll be starting services in April, um, the, the um, interest meeting that we uh, shared for you to uh, express interest in uh, it will be virtual. Uh, it'll be a Zoom a Zoom meeting. So I did hear and notice a lot of people saying that 
they wish they could come and you know they're they're not in DC and they're in DC or Maryland but they they have prior our engagements and responsibilities so the um, the interest meeting is going to be via Zoom so uh, if you are interested um, there's that form I guess I should probably put that form somewhere else so you can have easily access easy access to it. Um, but for now, if you go to either our Facebook page from yesterday or our Facebook posts from yesterday or go on the Instagram posts from yesterday, go into the bio, there is a link there for you to fill out to express interest in whether or not you would like to be uh, you're interested in learning more about in-person membership or if you're, you're interested in learning about e-membership or if you're just uh, interested about uh, learning about uh, partnering with the ministry, um, or if you are in need right now of uh, spiritual covering or watch care. Um, so we will be able to uh, offer and provide all of those coverings for you. Um, so you can fill, fill that form out, and we're going to have our interest meeting on uh, October. I'm sorry, I don't know why I keep wanting to say October. Um, February, February the 18th at 12 noon via Zoom. Um, so once you fill out the form, you'll get an email. And so um, we are just uh, endeavoring to fulfill the mission of Matthew 28, um, building disciples for Christ, developing the disciples for Christ. And I want to provide a space where people can really learn. Uh, you all that have been with me know my passion, and God has given me um, just a heart for his word to really teach um, biblical principles and also uh, to take my um, really almost 30 years of uh, ministry experience um, to really help develop uh, and train you in, in your giftings. Um, a lot of people aren't functioning in their gifts because um, we are doing a lot of preaching, but we are not doing a lot of teaching, nor are we doing enough training. And because we're not doing enough training, people are not equipped to uh, fulfill their purpose and uh, to do their part in the body. And so uh, my assignment is to do those things, is to teach the principles of Christ. It's to uh, teach people prayer. Um, to have community outreach and evangelism, uh, to provide a community where people can come. Um, and as I said in my post and what God has given me, um, those who, who know Christ and those who do not, um, because how will, they know them? how will they know Christ if we do not welcome them? How will they know Christ if we push them away? How will they ever know Christ? Uh, if all we do is point to their sins, that's not that is not the Jesus way. It's not. It is not the Jesus way. And so, um, my desire is to create a space um, that will allow all people who are seeking and wanting to know the truth, um, and we know the truth. The truth is what's going to set us free. Jesus Christ, His life and His ways and His principles. That he is the truth, he is the way, and he is the life, um, and so that this is what we're going to be doing, and I, I, I'm hoping it's going to be impactful and life changing. I'm, I hope it's going to be fun. I hope it's going to be um, uh, just a, a community is what's in my heart is what's in my heart. So that's that's what we're going to be doing. Uh, we were talking, and um, 
Angela was like, well, Mom, what's going to be the culture? Are we going to be traditional? Are we going to be contemporary? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Y'all, y'all know I like I'm, I'm old school, but I also like some of the new stuff, too. So I think it'll be a mix of both. So I'm just praying that God would send us. I'm praying that God would send us people from all walks of life, the young and the old, um, because I believe you need a mix. You know, um, he called he called the old because they know the way. He calls the young because they're strong. Um, so I'm praying that we'll have a mix of the old and the new um, so that we can just really set this world on fire for Jesus Christ. That's my, that is my mission. So, all right, I took much, much longer time, and I had much, much time, longer time than I, than I intended to say that. But it is not my, my desire to just be a revival center. You know, a lot of places now are just revival centers, and when I say that, there's nothing wrong with the revival center if that's your, if that's what God has given you. But some churches, some places, and this is not knocking. I'm just saying, uh, a revival center is just when when you go, all you do is scream and preach and shout and dance, um, but there's no salvation, there's no discipleship, no one knows the word of God, no one, you're not teaching the word of God, no one is being trained in their giftings and their callings. And so that's not what God has given me. He, he's not giving me that. He's given me a, a, a discipleship, a mentoring, a, a mentoring, a prayer, uh, evangelism center. So that that's what we'll be doing. So those of you that already have your churches but participate in the prayer ministry um, because you are being fed here, um, I'm just asking you to just be praying with us and to consider partnering with us. Um, but if not, that's okay. I know that you love us just the same. I do want you all to stay faithful to where you are. Um, I'm not trying to pull anybody away from their own church. I want you to be clear about that. Um, so if you have a church home and that's where God has put you, that's where you stay. Amen? Amen. So don't be coming to me talking about I got a pastor, but I just want to talk to you. I'm not, I'm not having that conversation. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not having that conversation with you. I'm, just, I'm telling you right now. All right? All right? All right, I love you all, and uh, thank you so much for all of your, your prayers and your well wishes. So let me tell you about Ezra real quick. Um, so Ezra, Ezra chapter 8, they're, they're dealing with the problem, and, and, and those of you who did not receive our newsletter yesterday, please, 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 please uh, join our newsletter list so that you can stay up to date on our prayer focus, our fasting focus, and what we're what we're doing and what we're fasting about. We're talking about our our focus for our fast uh, is problem solving. You know, fasting uh, to solve problems, any problems that we have, the problems that we're facing. Ezra went on a fast because he had a specific problem, and he needed God to intervene on their behalf, and uh, I'm taking this. I, I'd ask you guys to get this book. If you didn't get it, get it Get it now. There's a book called Fasting for Spiritual Breakthrough. Fasting, write it down, Fasting for, for Spiritual Breakthrough. It's um, written by Elmer Towns. He was a, 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 a founder of, of the university, I attend Liberty University. I've had this book four years, and it, is, it has changed my life. It's strengthened my life. It's strengthened my prayer and my fasting life. And um, every time I'm, I'm going on a fast, I pull this book out. It's, it's beat up. It's torn up. <laughs> the pages are now yellow, um, but it is a powerful book. So if you can, you can go to Amazon today 
and get fasting for spiritual breakthrough by Elmer, E-L-M-E-R, Towns. All right, so I'll be teaching out of this real quick. So what's happening here in the book of Ezra is that the Jews are coming back from captivity, um, and the king had given them permission um, to go back to uh, build a temple in, in Jerusalem. And so what, what, what's, what's going on here, is that Zerubbabel had led the people back to begin to, to work on the temple, but there was the, the problem was that there were some nations that were causing trouble, the surrounding nations that they were causing trouble, and so they were unable to do the work that they wanted to do for several years because of all of this the, the problems that was going on. So Ezra, Ezra was a priest, and what Ezra did is he, um, he attempted or he tried to lead a second group of people back to Jerusalem so that they can finish building uh, the, the, the temple. Um, but when they did that, when we see in verse, um, let me see, verse verse 21, Ezra 8 and 21, when they get back to um, the Ahave River, they realize that they had like this problem. So what's happening here is in Ezra chapter 8 and 21, and there by the Ahava Canal, I gave orders for all of us to fast and humble ourselves before our God. We prayed that he would give us a safe journey and protect us our children, and our goods as we traveled. For I was ashamed to ask the king for soldiers and horsemen to accompany us and protect us from enemies along the way. After all, we had told the king, our God's hand of protection is on all who worship him, but his fierce anger is against those who abandon him. So we fasted and earnestly prayed that our God would take care of us and he heard our prayer. And so Ezra had needed protection. He needed protection um, because he was leading all of these people. These people were defenseless. They were unable to fight back, um, but they were in uh, great trouble. So when you see in verse uh, 22, uh, Ezra said that he was ashamed to ask the king uh, for an escort. Um, and they needed an escort to fight against these enemies. And the reason why he was ashamed is because Ezra had made this big, this big declaration that our God is for us. That you know, no, he, Ezra didn't make this declaration, but I'm just saying, you know, Ezra was like, no weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper, right? And so he he's having um, this issue of uh, uh, being o- overtaken. He's having this issue of not reaching his destination. He's having this issue of not fulfilling the thing that he started out to fulfill. I don't know if that sounds familiar this morning. I don't know if anybody can relate to that. I don't know if you know what it feels like when you feel like um, you're going to be overtaken or when you start to do a thing, but it doesn't seem like you're going to be able to get finished with what you started. It doesn't seem like you're going to be able to reach the final destination. I I don't know if you know what that feels like, but this is what's happening to Ezra. Ezra is going um, going through all of this, and he is he's 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 got a whole bunch of. Um, so here's the thing. Let, let me let me. This is a a good point that. Um, they're traveling, but they have all of this wealth. They have all of these, this 
they got money, they got jewelry. Um, they had the, the Jews grew rich while in captivity. And so um, the people who had remained in captivity, they sent tre- they sent their treasures, they sent their 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 jewels, they sent their money, they they sent everything to Ezra to rebuild the temple. So while Ezra is on this journey, he has got with him. He's got all this stuff. He's got silver. He's got gold. Um, he he he's got he's got. The Bible says in verse twenty six. In verse twenty six, the Bible says that he had. 25 tons of silver he had he had he had 100 silver articles weighing 150 pounds he had 7500 pounds of gold and so he was afraid that everything was going to be taken from him i don't know if you've ever been in a leadership position where the weight and the responsibility of managing other people's resources the weight and the responsibility of other managing other people's finances the weight and the responsibility of taking care of and managing other people is on you so Ezra is facing a problem he is facing a significant problem so the Bible says and here here where we're closing up this morning the Bible says in verse 23 so Ezra called a fast and he said we fasted and and we prayed and entered and and asked our God and the Bible says and God answered our prayer so here's the thing here's the thing the problem was not just a personal problem for Ezra. It involved everybody that was walking with him. And so a lot of times when you're dealing with issues and you're dealing with situations that's happening in your life, you're not just the only person that's being affected by that issue. You're not the only person just being affected by that problem. The people that are, let's catch it in the spirit, the people that are walking with you, those that are walking with you are, are having to, to deal with the same problem. They are facing the same problem. Why? Because they are in the dilemma with you. And so what Ezra is asking in his mind, he's trying to figure out how is he going to get these people, how is he going to get this gold, how is he going to get this silver to the promised land. And so many of you this morning may be saying, how am I going to get my family to the promised land? How how, how am I going to get my, 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 my business to the promised land? I know what God told me, but how am I going to get there? Because every time I, 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 I take two steps forward, it seems like I've got to take ten steps back. How am I ever going to get to the promised land? And anybody ever felt like that? Anybody ever felt like that? Like, how, how am I going to get there? You can see it, but it's something, something. You ever been in a position where you ever feel like God is saying, psych? Anybody, maybe you don't know what that's like, where you, it, it looks like something is about to happen, but it's like as, as soon as it seems like it's about to happen, God pull it away from you. It's like he always playing psych on you. Anybody know what I'm talking about? So this is what's happening to Ezra. He's got this problem. And, but here's the thing. This is my last point. Write this down, and I'm quoting this out of this book I told you, and I love this. A private, a private problem requires a private fast. 
write that down. A private problem requires a private fast, but a group problem requires the group to fast with you. That's so good. What, what, does that, what does that mean? So Ezra didn't call this fast by himself. He got everybody that was involved in the problem to come together to fast and to pray. So what does that look like for you? That looks like if you're dealing with something in your home, you're dealing with something in your marriage, you're dealing with something uh, with your children, we all going on a fast. You're dealing with something with your wife, we're all going on a fast. I'm not just fasting. No, we're all fasting. So Ezra, he called, he called the fast, and, and it wasn't just that he, he, he said we're going to fast. He told them what the problem was. See, a lot of our issues, uh, brothers and sisters, is we don't want to talk to people. We don't want to let people know what the issue is. The Bible says that Ezra, Ezra called a fast, and he humbled himself. They humbled themselves before God to seek from him what the right thing to do was. That's Ezra 21. They humbled themselves. And so when you are facing a problem, when you are facing a problem in your life, learn to humble yourself before God and go to God. God, I don't know what to do. I I don't know which way to go. I can't make sense of this. I, I, I don't have the wisdom concerning this matter. And the Bible says to, that Ezra asked God which was the right, what, what is the right way for us? Read it in Ezra 21, Ezra 8 and 21. Ezra 8 and 21. They asked God what was the right way for them to do, and they went on a serious fast. They went on a, they went on a serious fast. They didn't go... They didn't go on a, a you know, a, a, a play fast. They, they went on a, a meaningful, a meaningful fast. Because, and what do I mean when I say a meaningful fast? A meaningful fast, beloved, a serious fast is not just when you say, I'm not eating. See, we are taking these three days to fast, and those of you that are new, we fast the first three days of every month. We're fasting today until 4 o'clock, all right? Some of us will fast longer than that. We'll fast again tomorrow until 4 o'clock. But the first three, the first, the second, and third of every month, we fast here. But, but here, here, here's, here's the thing. When you're serious about fasting, when you're serious about getting an answer, when you're serious about pressing into God, it's not just enough for you not to just eat food, but you also have to press into God in prayer. Fasting is not just about restricting yourself from eating, but fasting also includes uh, intercession. It includes pressing into God in prayer. It includes pulling away from things that, 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 that are uh, keeping your flesh alive, keeping you worrying, keeping you complaining, keeping you gossiping and backbiting and murmuring and all of those things. You pull those things away while you are, or you really shouldn't have any of those things anyway, but especially while you're fasting, you put those things away so that you can communicate with God, so that you can hear what God is saying to you. And this is the last thing I'm going to say to you. Four things, write this down, that fasting produces. Write this down. 
Fasting produces introspection. Fasting produces examination. Fasting produces confession. And fasting produces intercession. So the first one is introspection, introspection, I-N-T-R-O, introspection, examination, examining your life, examining where you are, examining your decisions, examining what's happening in your life, confession, confession, confessing what's happening, confessing your fault, confessing what you did, confessing your part that you played in it. Everybody else is not always to blame. Sometimes we've got to take the responsibility for ourselves. Come on, are you hearing me? And then intercession, intercession. This is the time that I'm going to get in prayer, and I'm going to pray, and I'm going to pray until I pray through. I'm going to pray until I hear God. I'm going to pray. And that doesn't mean that you've got this forceful, powerful, fire from heaven prayer. That's not what that's about. But it's praying earnestly from your heart. And I'm telling you, I have told you all this time and time again, it has never, ever failed me. And I pray. God knows I pray. But when I get on my knees and I am in an earnest, sincere prayer where I, I, I know my heart is crying out to God, instantly God always answers. It never ever fails, never fails. It is something about he, he, the, the Bible says, you know what, thank you, Holy Ghost, the Bible says that a, a broken and a contrite spirit, he will not despise, he will not ignore you when you come to him with, the, with, with an earnest heart. He will not ignore you when you come to him with a, with a spirit of humility. And so Ezra fasted, and because they fasted, because they cried out to God. God answered them. God made a way for them. And so whatever your issue is, whatever the, the problem that you're facing, you know, get the facts of the problems. Find out what the Bible says about your problems and, 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 and ask God for the solution. And so you've got today and tomorrow, whatever you're, whatever you're dealing with, take it to God in prayer. Lord, I'm going to take this to you in prayer. This, uh, this will be my prayer point, this situation with my job, this situation with my husband, this situation with my health, this situation with my mother, this situation with my finances, this situation with my, with my living situation, this situation with me li- moving right now, this situation, I'm bringing this to you in prayer, and I'm asking that you would answer me. Come on, let's pray. Father, we love you. And we glorify your name. Hallelujah. Our souls doth magnify you this morning. Hallelujah. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Hallelujah to God. We sought the Lord and he heard us and he delivered us from all of our fears. We bless your name this morning. There is no other God but you. And we give you praise and glory and honor. Thank you for loving us so much, hallelujah, that you would speak to our hearts, that you would wake us up this morning, hallelujah, with with the desire to want to serve you and the desire to want to seek your face. Almighty 
God. We come to you this morning, and we come, Father, bringing our burdens. You told us in your word to cast our cares upon you, for you care for us. So, Father. In the name of Jesus, we come casting our cares and we come casting our burdens on you this morning. Father, there are some things that we are carrying that you never intended for us to carry. There are some burdens and some issues and some problems that we're facing that they were never ours to face in the first place. And so, Father, we have picked up burdens that don't belong to us. We have picked up problems that don't belong to us. We have picked up and put ourselves in situations that don't belong to us. But, Father, today, in the name of Jesus, we ask, Father, that you would lift up the heavy burden. Hallelujah. And everything, God, that we have lifted up and we have attached ourselves to that was never intended for us to have, we ask, Father, that you would reveal those things to us. Father, we don't want to carry uh, the weight and the burden and the problem of things that, that do not belong to us. So, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that as your sons and as your daughters begin to fast and to pray on this three-day consecration, I pray, Father, Father, that you would begin to speak to them. I pray, God, that you would begin to give them a, a, a wisdom and insight into areas of their lives, Father, where they are carrying problems, Father, that they should not be carrying. And then for those, Father, who have a, a legitimate issues that they are facing, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would do for them as you did for Ezra. I ask, God, that you would answer them, that you would answer their request, that you would give them uh, insight concerning their situation, Father, and that you would give them the grace and the strength to make it to the promised land. This is our prayer this morning, Father, God, that you would allow us to make it to the promised land. We don't want to get to this place in our life and miss our next level. We don't want to miss our next dimension. We don't want to miss the next thing that you have for us. We don't want to miss our next level of destiny. So, Father, Father, we pray now in the name of Jesus that you would give us the strength to cross over. We know that the enemy is on every side raging to take those things from us that have been entrusted to us. But we pray, Father, now in the name of Jesus that you would cover us and that you would protect us. I pray, God, that you would receive, that you would send angels, angels of protection, ministering angels to be around us on the north, south, east, and the west. Keep us, Father, from the hand of the enemy in the name of Jesus. And, Father, while we are fasting and while we are praying, we are calling out to you this morning. Hallelujah. We're calling out to you because you know all things. There is nothing that has been hidden from you. There is nothing that you are not aware of. And so, Father, we connect with you this morning because, Father, you in your infinite wisdom and in your sorrow, Sovereignty. You know all things. So I pray this morning that you would begin to reveal those things unto us. Do not allow us to walk in darkness. But Father, I pray that by your spirit we would walk 
in the light. I'm praying for every man and woman that is under the sound of my voice this morning. I pray that everything that you have given them in their hands to do this year, I pray, Father, that it would come to pass in the name of Jesus. I pray, God, against any spirit of distraction. I pray against any spirit of confusion. I pray against any spirit of doubt, any spirit of intimidation, Father, that will cause them to be unsure and uncertain of the things that you have given them to do. I'm praying for those that are sick in their bodies this morning. I ask, Father, in the name of Jesus, for a divine healing. I pray for a miracle in the name of Jesus. I pray, God, that sickness would dry up, that cancer would dry up, Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus. I'm praying, God, again for the mothers of this ministry. I'm praying, God, for Mother Christine. I'm praying for Mother Cece. I'm praying for Mother Nickerson. I'm praying, Father, for Mother uh, Parks. I'm praying for Mother Phillips and all of the mothers that is on the line, Father. I pray in the name of Jesus that you would bless them and that you would strengthen them. Remember, Father, our elders this morning. I'm praying for Elder Butts, God. Pastor Butts, I pray that you would strengthen him, strengthen his body, God. I'm praying, God, in the name of Jesus, for all of the men that are on this prayer line this morning. I pray that that you would strengthen them and that you would keep them, God, that you would cover them and that you would protect them, that no hurt, no harm, or no danger would come before them, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, Father, I pray, God, that you would continue to remember Mother Cece. Touch her heart, touch her mind, touch her body. In the name of Jesus, I lift up civil before you this morning, God, and I pray, Father, that you would give her the strength that she needs, give her the wisdom that she needs, give her the grace that she needs, God. Comfort her heart in the name of Jesus. Bless her siblings. Be with them this morning. Oh God, we love you this morning. Hallelujah. And I thank you for those, Father, that you have called to this ministry. I'm praying, God, for every man and every woman, Father, that you have called to be a part of this ministry. I pray, God, that whatever they need that they have before you this morning, that you would answer their prayer. I'm praying, God, for unexpected blessings and checks and miracles them. I'm praying for resources and doors and opportunities to find them. I'm praying for open doors to find them in the name of Jesus. As we go throughout this day, I pray that your favor would be upon us, that goodness and mercy would overtake us in the name of Jesus. And we thank you. We thank you for the breaking. We thank you for the breaking. We thank you for the breaking this morning. Hallelujah. We thank you, God, for the shift that is taking place on the inside of us. Hallelujah. And we come before you this morning with clean hands and a pure heart. And we ask, God, that you would breathe on us once again. We ask, God, that you would strengthen us once again. We ask, God, that you would restore us and revive us once again. And we love you today. Be with us. Keep us in the hollow of thy hand. Watch and protect our children. Keep them safe when we cannot be there. Be with them, O oh God. Cover them in the name and in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we pray today, Father, that the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts, we pray, Father, that Delta will be acceptable in thy sight. O oh Lord, you are our strength and you are our redeemer. Let it be heart that believers say in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Stay in prayer today. Stay. When I say stay in prayer, I don't mean not to fulfill your responsibilities of today, but what I mean is to maintain a prayerful spirit. Pull away. Pull away from the noise. 
turn the noise down. Take your issues to the Lord so that you can get wisdom, so that God will tell you, he will tell you. If you ask him, read Ezra 8, if you ask him, he will tell you what to do. I feel led to say this to you, those of you that were on in the beginning. I don't know, I feel kind of convicted because I don't want anybody to think uh, that, when I, when I said that if you have a church, don't come to me talking about, you know, because if you already have a pastor, I, I, I don't want you to feel as if you can't talk to me if you feel that uh, God is shifting you or you, he's cha- cha- taking you a different way or, um, you know, you, you feel like it's time for you to move. I, I don't want you to feel like you can't talk to me if, if you're going through something like that with at, at your church. I just don't want you. But I, I am very serious that this ministry that we are starting, we are not looking for people who are members of other churches. That's not what we are doing. Although I know that 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 is what happens, I'm not trying to take people from other people's churches. I just want to be very, very clear about that. So if you do not have a church family, if you do not have a church home, uh, if if you're not going to church right now, um, if you are in need of a spiritual covering, or if God has been leading you uh, to go a different way, then you're absolutely welcome. But uh, I just just don't – you all know that I'm, I'm the person, I'm the spiritual leader when people come to me saying that God told them to leave their husband or leave their wife. I I'm not I'm not the person for that. Like I don't I just don't I don't believe in that kind of stuff. All right. So I just wanted to make that clear because I felt in my heart somebody might have felt like, well wow, I really wanted to talk to her because I really feel led to do this, but she said don't talk to her. So I don't I don't want you to feel like that. All right. Um so again, those of you that came on late, uh, we are starting our new ministry in um in April, and so we are inviting you to participate in our interest meeting on February 18th. You've got to fill out the form because it's going to be via Zoom, all right? It's going to be via Zoom, and we will send you the information. So go to our last post on yesterday uh, or check your email. The link is in your email. And if you're not a part of our email ministry, be sure to sign up for our email ministry, all right? Um, if you want to sow today, if you feel led to sow, if you feel led to give, if you are a faithful giver, um, I'm going to extend to you. I am sending, extending to you the opportunity this morning to sow. You can sow at Cash App as Jesus Speaks Life. Um, you can sow at uh, PayPal at contact at AzizaMorrison.com. Uh, Venmo, uh, we sow at Aziza Speaks and Zale. We sow at uh, AzizaMorrison at gmail.com. And those of you who need to sow another way, you can go to website at azizamorrison.com and you can sew that way. All right. We'll be back tonight at nine o'clock for our corporate prayer and consecration. All right. I love you all with the love of the Lord. Walk with Jesus today. God bless you. Shalom. Bye-bye.